What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this episode of Split Screen D&D, the place where we're attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons from both sides of the screen. As always, my name is Tom Quinn, resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And always, I am Josh Winans, resident player character here at Modern Myth. Sweet. What we got going today? Well, my friend, we've talked about the low tier. We've talked about the mid tier. There's only one place to go but up. And l ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the high tier, the, the ultimate fantastical moments that can happen in D&D. &D. High tier D&D. Oh. But before we get into high tier D&D, &D, I'm going to need some high tier action from you beautiful people at oh. home. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the content here at Modern Myth, we hugely appreciate those likes, those comments, those subscribes. And if you want to help us produce a bunch more content like this, like the DM and the PM video series, mm -hmm. uh, like the Rakish Rovers AP, mm -hmm. uh, jump over to uh, patreon.com slash modmyth. Yes, thank you. Thank you all so much for everything you've been doing for us. It's the support been... has been unbelievable. Thank you guys <sighs> so much. But I want to get after D &D. it. All Let's right. get after some high tier D and D. So I think uh, we ended. Uh, we pretty much agree. Like you're 11 to 20 is high tier. Yeah, I'd say I, I generally I know, obviously, linearly, that doesn't track. Right, right, right. I think from the DM perspective of yeah. thinking about the types of challenges, both narratively and mechanically. Right. As we move beyond that level ten, I think I think around basically around the point that I know this is a, this is a very arbitrary hinge, but let's say around the point that a a uh, monochromatic fighter is getting their third attack. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I said, there's no That's bearing 11. there. There's no actual. So right, yeah, I think right at that point, yeah, uh, is where. Yeah, uh, you know that it's that it's that third jump, which uh, yeah. you know isn't that That's meaningful, but it's it's kind of you know every class has that that the, where they reach that third jump, whether it's level five is the first jump or uh, not the third jump, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah there's a, there's a jump in each class, and it's yeah. around the and 11, it's a, 12, around 13. that ballpark. And I feel yeah. like that's about the place where you know players are uh, robust enough that we can basically narratively start start turning like at level ten, level eleven. If the players aren't actively engaging with the entities that are going to make up the final mm. uh, confrontation or their immediate lackeys, like it's no longer they're dealing with the kobolds who were actually servants of this guy who right. helped this person who did this thing who did right. you know, now it's literally you're dealing with the guys right. who are causing serious problems. And right. 10 levels, I know, is a long time to do that. You've got plenty of narrative space. Absolutely. But I think um, there's no question that you you as players can't be interacting with the what will be the final uh, confrontation and the players within that confrontation right. uh, in some degree. Uh, you're, you're at a potency level where... You can have meaningful exchanges, even if those are exchanges aren't outright combat. Or right, like, yeah. right. Just yeah, you 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 know who the players on the field are at this point, probably. Yeah. Well, so let's uh, let's because I feel like of all the tiers, high tier is kind of I don't know. I don't want to say the least popular, but it's, it's the hardest uh, for both sides of the screen. Because we okay, have so, so many powers, you have so many things to okay. consider. Do you, I mean, do you think that that increases the difficulty uh, as a player? Maybe difficulty isn't the phraseology I would I would use there. I don't know, but um, I think it it depends on who your your what your DM's throwing at you. But yeah, you got to be a little bit smarter with your powers. You know, it's it's you like you have a laundry list of powers, and when to you it's Tuesday, blow your load all over. Uh, it's Tuesday. Uh, it is Tuesday. Uh, all over an encounter, but before we, I think, delve too much into like the negatives and the positives of high, uh, yeah. high tier. Uh, what does high tier mean to you? Like, who are we dealing with? Are we dealing like you said? Low tier is a gritty, mid tier is from, like the superheroes, right? Where we're we're now Captain America's Iron Man's or Thor's. Mm -hmm. What the heck is high tier then? Well, I think I think high tier is the place, and this I think really does kind of depend on uh how 
grounded or not. Oh, that's true. You have attempted to keep... I mean, it doesn't matter how grounded your campaign is. By the time you're pushing level 20, you're into some fantastical shit. I mean... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, riding no, dragons. No, wrong. You could all sit down as a, as a table and go... We want this to be low, a low fantasy feel, yeah. Where, where literally level twenty is just you're, you're just the baddest dude, right? You know, you're not fighting gods, you're not fighting, you're not riding you know, dragons into battle, whatever. Well, you can, I mean, but like, low fantasy. If you're gonna do it, it may as well be in fifth edition because, like, it's kind of what it's made for. But so, <laughs> so, but it's one of these things where I, I, th- I mean, from as you were asking that question, from the DM standpoint, this is the space. This mm. is. I mean, this really is the money shot of the whole campaign because yeah. narratively speaking, now now keeping in mind that the the story could be going anywhere yes. uh, at this point, but kind of kind of like the the narrative is a ship in a storm. Right. And as much control as you're trying to exude over that process, uh you know the players are these elements that will not be contained, and as right. you push closer and closer to the end of that, what goes through my mind for high tier is you have players who have been sitting at your table right for months, years, decades, depending on the table. This is uh, take all of the challenges mechanically mm. that come along with this tier this is the space where everything that's been developing and building all of the highs and the lows of the campaign leading yeah. up to this point it's time to put your money where your mouth is it's time yes. for this thing to end in a way that leaves your players going holy shit that was a great use of five years right. holy shit that was a no. great use of you know what i mean like no pressure no, I mean, and, and, but the thing is, is I think if you are if you are a forever DM, if you love sitting in that chair, that's I mean, you know, the like the 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 worst death to die mm. as a DM is in the collapse of the table. Yeah, you know, because much like from the player side, like you have ideas of who Kel's going to be at high level, right? And. I think the equivalent would be something along the well. The equivalent is a player death, really. Is like yeah. your, your, you know, your character yeah. dies before you get to realize it. Um, I'd one up it because like the world still exists without my character in it, so I can bring in another character in that world. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But it might be a deal where you just you bring in that other character, and the whole time you're going like, "Man, I really wish I could have seen Kel." Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing of going like, "Man, I really wish we yeah, could have rounded that saying. story out wherever it was right. going to end, however it was going to end." Right. But ultimately, much like and and for the same reason that you see so many great uh, films, I don't want to say great films, I guess, films that for the first however long of the film yeah. are pretty good films, right? And then they end, and you're like, "Oh, you know, the yeah. ending." really is a make-or-break territory from yeah. a narrative standpoint. I mean, yeah. think of any any major uh, television series. Well, goodness. If you're like... Oh, okay, continue with you, because I have something I want to add to that. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, don't, I don't want you to lose it, but, but the, that is just to say, and this is a purely a narrative point, Yeah. Um, that when I think of late tier, yeah. Aside from, like I said, the con side of this is all kind of mechanical speaking. You will talk about that, but but narratively speaking, uh, it's it's time for characters to finish their arcs. Yeah, it's time for this broad narrative. Bring it's, it all together, it's baby. Basically, time to justify every minute. That you've spent sitting around the table, and it is. It's. I mean, I. I really think it should care. Like it sounds. That sounds like a lot of weight. Sounds like a lot of weight, man. And it should. I. 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 I don't think. Like it shouldn't be downplayed as like, hey, just don't sweat it. Don't sweat. It. Sweat it. Okay. Serious. So if you're it. playing a one through twenty. Yeah. You, well, yeah. I mean, and and I'm not talking just DMs out there. Like I think we a lot of times will take that upon ourselves as like yes. okay i got to make this this has got to be it you well, know yeah like, you're yeah no because we're not responsible for anything it's all about you. well yeah i mean you know it's it, it's uh yeah. but but i you know this is going out to to everybody you yeah. know it's like 
you you are going to finish this out right. and you're going to look back over the last months or years of of playing at the table and and those final moments are going to determine you know were the level 1 characters that were all sitting well not all of them sitting but all at that same banquet yep. who got intertwined just by fate mm-hmm. you know by the time rovers are all said and done realistically by the time rovers are all said and done was was that a worthy enterprise of five years of our life at the table? Like, yeah, hopefully it's not another not another three years. But um, yeah, and it's uh, from the player's point, like you have to wrap up everything that you have been wanting to wrap up. You're getting to the end. And in fact, I would almost recommend that to get into high level tier, you kind of wrapped up your shit. Well, obviously, you're mechanically you still have growth to do until you're twenty, right? But I'm talking about narratively. Yeah. Well, I would I would say. I would say that I I agree I I know exactly where you're at and I can, okay. I I think I agree a, as a whole. I just don't want that to be an excuse to stop thinking about your character's no. growth as having some narrative no. attachment. But yes, yeah, I, it's, you I, have done what you wanted to do as it. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, if you have like some threads you wanted to resolve, you, I feel like you kind of need to resolve those so that way you can totally focus because you're no longer focused on yourself. You're focused on the world or the universe. And that might actually be a great delineating factor mm-hmm. in moving from one tier to the next. Mm. Is I mean, I think it's even arguable that as you move out of early tier, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong, uh-huh. characters absolutely might have sh- skeletons in their closet absolutely. and shit they've got to work out yep. through mid-tier. They yep. may even have it in the late tier. Yep. But I completely agree. I think as a DM, I would certainly strive to uh and 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 this i would say comes with some heavy reading of what's been going on at the table but i would i would be striving to uh allow for the space for characters to have explored their primary character arcs yep pre that pivot into the final right push and i'm saying like um, you're saying you're not done developing as a character but just you're tying up your loose ends so that everything is focused on x right and not always i mean i could see like i wanted to reconnect with my father and somehow your father helps you defeat the big bad i don't know something cool like that would be neat but no, I mean, no doubt no doubt and and i would say too that i think you know we've talked kind of about the graphing of power curves and things like mm-hmm. that but if you viewed that in a three-dimensional space instead of just like a two-dimensional graph, I think as you move from low tier and mid tier in, in those spaces, you would actually see kind of a broadening of the campaign because those things that are really important to your character arc yeah. might be splaying you out this direction while another character is kind of needing to splay this direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at our campaign geographically, for instance. Yeah. It's a good example. Um, I think the moment that narratively all of the characters feel good in going i am one of the few people who can do something about this greater right. problem and i've i've shored up my problems right to focus and, on and the that bigger shift of of focus mm-hmm. i think certainly can lend can lend itself. I I think there is a, a real strength, and and I'm glad that you brought that up. A real strength narratively, in having all of your players feel unified in yes. knowing it's not like you're right. We have to stop X Y Z from doing X Y Z, but I do also have to take care of this thing. We right. never got McMurtry that cheese wheel, and I kind of feel like we should go back. Dude, and, uh, did you, you know. how can you not resolve the cheese wheel quest? You have to. I, At, uh, rats in the attic and cheese wheel quest. Yeah, just I mean, here's the deal. Yeah, I full blown rocks fall any party that doesn't get the cheese wheel. I don't. I don't <laughs> care. I as, I have no respect for the party that doesn't re- retrieve the cheese wheel. Well, let me ask you this because I think there's so many uh, amazing examples of low tier in 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 classic literature and film and all and media and mid tier even. I think you can even get mid tier. What is high tier? Where can we get inspiration for high tier? Well, I think I I think that that's relative because I think I think like we've kind of used uh, Avengers style thought process as yeah. mid tier, and I do agree that at mid tier, I mean you are you are you are potent enough to be 
the only group of people who can do anything about anything. Right. The same holds true for high tiers. Okay. And and so I mean, it just I think depends on your frame of reference because I think I think that same reference could work for uh, for your high tier. I think uh, I think to really get to high tier, you you kind of have to go to mythology. Yes. Because mythology really like it's unbelievable that like we're doing this as a game around a table. Yeah. It is unbelievable that that like that was like people lived their lives by the fact that there were these figures out there yes who were treating with gods right. and coming back to earth and having demigod children and right. like you know I mean I mean if if if, if if ever high tier D and D has been playing out throughout human history, yeah. it's it's in Egyptian mythology, Norse right. mythology, Greece, Greek mythology. Ro- I mean, yeah, yeah. like I think mythology is a really strong place to look. Also, because in all, yeah, I guess actually, I think all the ones we listed, it's right. fair to say, the barrier between the celestial, the heavens, uh-huh. and the material, yeah. Was very very thin. Yes. For the protagonists, I agree. And that really is a hallmark of high yeah. tier play is being able to reach through those planes yeah. in D and D, those planes or those, uh, you know, the, the the states of being or however you want to think about them. Um, but I, you know, it, it's interesting because short of a Hollywood film that is based on mythology. There's not a lot that's written at that scope. I no. think there's a good reason for that. I think why? Well, I think it's such a departure from the grinding. And this is interesting to say because you look at something like Avengers and you go, like, there's nothing grounded about this. Literally. No, there's a lot of grounded because Captain America is a human. Like they have well, humanistic qualities. No, no, yeah, no doubt. But but there's a, there's a ton about it that I mean it it's straddling that line, which I think is what which, yeah. proper mid tier. I'm about to go on my rant, but you continue your rant, then I can go on my rant. But I I think that there is something to be said for the the fact that to fit a narrative Uh that tells a story of the lowly peasant who ends the film by treating with gods into a film space. Yeah speaks to some of the issues with telling telling with the, the narrative problems which we've already kind of discussed right I and mean, we're not talking about high tier in a vacuum um there are there are some innate challenges to tell a story where at the end your character is treating with gods and mm. killing gods and things like that we kind of need to start at level 10 yeah and an audience does not want to meet a character at level 10. They want to meet a character at level one. They yeah. want to know the growth of that character. Yes. And so that's where now we have much more than a film's length of time at, at a TTRPG table. A so so we have the advantage, but it it it's kind of a, a microcosm of what we talked about with right. the challenges of telling a meaningful story from plowshare to uh to killing gods right. you know like that that's such an expanse to keep meaningful throughout right. so hit me with uh what, what you got yeah so i was thinking about this whole subject uh and we going right down where i wanted to talk about so i think low tier is a you have humanity at its core right Absolutely. You, you, we can totally relate or you you hope so i mean yeah yeah, yeah certainly and then as you go into mid-tier what i think happens is you have a human but you have some underlying like god powers right yeah. You're getting there. You're, you're having or, your Captain uh, Avenger. All right, Captain Avenger. Wow. You're having your your I'm sorry. That's I, I I'm pretty sure like if you go to the dollar store, <laughs> you can find the Captain Avenger action figure. I'm positive. With shield and <laughs> Thor Hammer. Uh, <laughs> it, comes, it comes with both. <laughs> but That's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, you're welcome. Yeah. But you you have like you have your superheroes who are beginning to mirror the abilities of gods. But they're still humans at the core, right? Then you get into late tier, and I think it's a, it flips. You have gods that have human qualities, and that's hard. 
Well, oh, that also mirrors the whole mythology. I mean, so many of those mythologies and do then, a great yeah. job of. And it, but in our day and, and what we relate to, it depends on what uh, where you grew up. I don't know how many people grow up with uh, like worshiping Zeus. I don't think that's as common today as it was. No, no, no. Two thousand years ago, so it's harder for us to wrap our heads around that. That a god is fallible. A god is all these things in, in this universe. And it's it's hard to just wrap our heads around that. But I think the more you can interject humanity into the higher tier, the more you're going to find success. No, no doubt. I, I will give you zero argument that, uh, and I think this is a call to DMs and players alike. You are, especially, uh, uh, well, I'll start with players. You are gaining unbelievable power by the end of yes. a 1 to 20 arc. Yep. <clears throat> And 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 if your setting is obscenely fantastical, go all out. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of tables and and a lot of uh, people's D and D related channels or tabletop related channels in the YouTube space that have identified the potency of grounding mm-hmm. your campaigns mm-hmm. in something real. Yes. Because um, once you don't have that, you lose connection to the world right, and your characters. Right. And so I think that uh, be thinking about the active role. I mean, a D, uh, as a DM, I can say that's something I'm very conscious of. I, I can only, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I would say that there is a role that players can play in that mm-hmm. in humanizing. Don't, don't become... Because you you are becoming gods. Yes. That's no, make no no. Uh, I mean, d- again, depends on depends on your table, depends right. on your setting. But by power level, if you can defeat a god, what does that make you? I mean, right. you know. And so, if you are at that power level, uh, I think there are steps that you can take as a player if your intent is to keep some sense of grounding to still humanize yes. uh, those actions. And I, I personally, I think that those lend a lot of potency narratively to uh, to the story. Now, because I want, I really want to end this video actually kind of on a high note. I, I, I agree. But, but I also know that there are some definitive low marks I want yes. to give. And, and so I want to hit those and then yeah. be able to pivot back to... And, and I don't want to get too much into the... Neg- like, I, don't get me wrong. I want to get into the negatives. I don't want to get too specific about the negatives. But I think the negative from the player side, if you just have so much shit now, you just have so much, which can bog down play. Okay. Also, you'll forget. Uh, I've, it's already starting to happen to me, and I'm only like level 11 where I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this power. Oh, shit, I should be right. using that this whole time. But, like, that can bog down play. Um, and also, like... I don't know. It's just... I don't want to say that it, it's it, you lose like the excitement, but you kind of do a little bit because like you lose the power jumps as much. Well, but, uh, yeah, I mean mechanically, I think that bears yeah. out absolutely that you're, you know, you're, you're I, something I would interject on the DM side, especially for high tier. Yeah. Uh, especially because likely you now, if you're running all the way to a twenty, likely your players. I'm a little remiss to say this because because we sit at a table and we're not at 20 yet, but your players clearly have an expectation that they're going to hit 20 and that's going to be it for their growth. Yep. And if ever something has killed a desire to keep going, mm-hmm. it's knowing that you'll never gain... From that point forward, you better be pretty close to the final encounter Yeah. or your players know they're doing work for nothing. I guess, yep. yeah. I would throw out to DMs out there... Think about how you might subvert your players' expectations about what the peak level of power Ooh. of their player is if you find yourself in a narrative space where they've hit 20 and they still and, got and you long. still have a little ways to go. Yeah, get grants. Yeah, that's it's so think think about that for yeah. sure. It's, but yeah, it's it's just difficult as as a player, like that's what you drives you. But like I I want to make sure that like we I just want to hit home on the negatives, but like how can make it positives? Um, yes, you get a lot of laundry list of things, uh, 
but no, I, I would advise you to know what your powers do and in what situation to use your powers. And that way, it hopefully won't bog down as much play. I have this power. I use this power when this situation occurs. I have this power that happens then. And that way, hopefully, because I think that's the problem with a lot of like encounters. It's like, I have, I can do, I can move mountains. I can change reality this right, right now. I can change it. Is this the time to be doing it? Well, right. if you're constantly weighing, is this the time to change reality? It's going to take forever. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah. And, and I think that, kind of what you're what you're tapping on the shoulder right now that paralysis of analysis that yes. can occur on the player side that uh certainly is one of the pitfalls and i absolutely think uh it's one of the places it's interesting because i actually think that as you move through the tiers of play it becomes more incumbent and it's a little unfair to players because they haven't had to take responsibility of pacing Yes. In the same fashion, whereas, I mean, certainly they do. I was about to say, I don't agree with that completely because I feel like you should be in control of pacing. No, but, but anyway. But to a different extent. Yeah. And, and okay. whereas, I think as a DM, from, from session one to session 20, yeah. you know, there are there are three level levers here that I got to go like, okay, keep pacing. Yeah, good, I know, too. You know, I know, you have so much on your plate. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that as you move into uh, especially high tier but yes. again with every level you gain yeah 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 i think a little bit more of the opportunity to right. take the reins on pacing yeah lands on the player side of the yes. screen and players who are committed to doing that yeah. can really alleviate a lot of what makes high tier play not cool and and and, and i say that with you know i mean high tier play should be the coolest Play. Should be, should be, should yes. be. But I, I think you're kind of hitting on it. Like I'm, I'm all droning on about the player character side. But I think so much pressure is on the DM side to make this tier the most fantastical thing that could ever exist. So, like, talk to me about that. Well, I think, I think the the like, I would be very surprised if polled that the vast majority of DMs don't consider high tier to be the worst tier. Mm. And the main reason being, and, and like I said, not because, I mean, I something I'll say is there are aspects of the monster manual, aspects of homebrewing monsters that you simply aren't going to have another crack at for, yeah. it might be it oh, might be three years true. until There's you get another crack at it. So, so many cool monsters. So really cool high level stuff that you can do. Yeah. But a lot of that high level stuff comes with increased complexity on your monster turns. And, mm -hmm. you know, Legendary the complexity yeah. is going up, up, up. Yep. And with that complexity, comes, I, I, here's the thing. No one ends a combat encounter and goes, man, every turn was so complex. Like, it took me 10 minutes to decide what to do on my turn. That was the craziest and best combat we've ever ran. Right. No one says that. Right. When a combat feels like combat when it feels like the pacing is bearing down on you right you're making agile decisions on your turn that's what feels great about combat right and every tier it gets harder to do that uh -huh. which doesn't mean that you can't it means right. you have to work harder in some cases much harder yeah to attain that and that's why i give a nod to the players who are going okay i've got like kind of like you said i've got 10 things i can do on my turn right let me eliminate eight of those before my turn even comes up. Right. Cool. Now I've just got two options that are right. reasonable for, you know, however you manage your turn, all I would say is you're getting into the space of like buck up because mm. when your turn comes around, if you, if you literally are looking at every option you have at your disposal, that will be a 15 minute turn. Yep. And that combat will be a session plus. You know, and was, and and yes. that is not what you want out of. It doesn't matter how right important, uh, and and it doesn't even matter how. I mean, you might even be able to build a lot of tension into that space. Yep. But it will never compare to the tension that you'll build when your turn comes around and you go like, shit. Given everything that's going on, this is what I'm doing. Right. Boom. Next person. This is what I'm. You know, if, as you as you move through that. Now, paralysis of analysis side of things. I like I said. I don't consider that a failing of the player. I think there are ways you can mitigate it. Yeah. Um, but we never I, fail. We I never. consider that 
I consider that to be actually a failure of the system. I mean, there's yeah. just no two ways about yeah. when you hand someone 15 options, right? They want to consider their best option. I mean, yeah. and you can't yes. bolt a player no, for no. wanting to do that. But uh, so there's that side of it. The other side, which is completely built into the system, mm. is simply the fact that the footprint of a turn uh, is increasing. And, and, mm. a, and a good example that I would use, and I think this is particularly pertinent pertinent for martial classes because casters and half casters have a few more decisions to make, you know, at their disposal. And so yeah, spell that, slots and spells. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and I'll, so I'll use Katarina for the example okay. uh, from, from the Rakish Rovers campaign. So she is a rogue. Uh, she's dipped five levels into fighter. Yep. So she's got the second attack. She's yep. battle master. Um, so she has some options with regard to the battle master, yes. but, on the most cut and dry turn that she has mm. these days, uh, it is she's she dual wields. So yep. we've got kind of the main hand offhand going on. We've got uh, these days. Oftentimes she will be hasted because wizards wizard wizards at at late stage D and D have haste often. Mm. Uh, so there's that consideration. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the consideration of sneak attack. There's the consideration of having your second attack through fighter. Again. It might literally be, I go, okay, and Katarina, what are you doing? She goes, I'm running up here. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. It doesn't change the fact that That's she's so doing six different attacks yeah. over the course of her. You know, I mean, you can't fault a player for just maximizing their turn. No. Especially if they've been expedient in deciding how yeah. they're doing it. So that's natural. It's, it's going to, say, to happen. Okay. Okay. You know, and, and, um, there, I think there are some techniques at your table. It's certainly worth noting, and maybe I think there's actually another another a separate video to do on specifically on techniques to implement from a pacing standpoint. Okay, things like rolling attack and damage simultaneously. Okay, yeah, we've talked about you that. Know, there, I mean, there's all sorts of yep. things that you can do, um, but those those compound at high level. So if you're feeling like whatever your system of running combat is, yeah, uh, is bogging down. And you're at level five. Mm -hmm. Maybe find some ways to implement some some means of lubricating that process, right? Because it's only going to get more uh, more bogged down yeah. as more dice need to be rolled, yes. as more attacks are taking place on a per turn basis. Th those types of things. So well, that that to me is is the downside. You yeah. as a DM, you are putting in way more effort to yeah. produce the types of challenges. That kept your players on the edge of their seat. Uh -huh. There's only one edge of their seat. So at level one, when you threw a band of goblins at them and they were on the edge of their oh, seat, shit. Literally, I went, "There's goblins," right. and you went, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, so, so just got dropped. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting, you know, right, right, um, right. Now it's a deal where I'm having to go, like, well, this, this demigod, and they're doing this crazy thing, and they're right, twisting right, right. reality in this way, and they're, and, and you're still. On the same edge of your seat, right. but I, you know, I, I think the the workload to achieve that right. only increases, um, and that's like I said, that it, I I consider to be uh, whether you want to call it a failing or an obstacle that's baked into the game. There's no, yeah. I mean, it's not, it, it you know, there's things you can do to right. improve your situation, but it's something to to consider as a DM is is you're going to be paying your dues as you go later. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't see any way around that. Uh, I will say, like, maybe, uh, I think we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it, uh, the, the, the attrition, like, yeah, you don't have them have a, a full rest every third encounter. All right, time to push them. Let's see what they do with six encounters in a day. Right. Now, something I will say, too, with regard to that side of things, yeah. the, the, like being in this overtly high fantasy space, yeah. um, and again, however, however you're commanding, uh, you know, you got to ride dragons at level 20. <laughs> I don't care. Between you and your players, if if it's a low fantasy setting, you know, so be it. But but as you push it, the, the, one of the boons you gain from being in, you know, well, who's to say who's to say you can even rest on this other plane of existence, period. Ooh. You know, that like you, as long as you want to be here, you're here. You're here on a single, right. a single right. pool. And you, yeah. And, and yeah. So you can start. You could start bending, much as you would bend reality narratively. Mm -hmm. You can start bending reality for your players' expectations of those spaces, because because again, I mean, to the same to the same mark. 
you're probably working even harder because, okay, hey, there could be goblins roaming these halls. Should we rest here? It's like, yeah, I'll stand watch, and if goblins show up, I'll kill all of them, no problem. (laughs) You guys sleep. You know, it's like you have to get more creative with why players can't can't simply be on top of their game. So um, high tier presents a lot of challenges on the DM side. Um, But worthy challenges, especially because you're grinding toward that sweet finale. And that's the character dangling there. Yeah. So if you want to move to the positive side, I think. Yeah. I I mean, that's really all I have to say. Like I said, I think DMs out there know this is a space you're going to be challenged in to provide those experiences to your players. I will give... One, I had a thought, and I, I God, I, I want to move on. That to help DMs, instead of just thinking about combat, throw more like environmental or situational things into your combat. Instead of just being like, monsters fight hero. Hey, do you want to rescue these villagers who are being held by a god? Well, then that all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I'm just throwing something out. That makes it way more interesting. That there's right, way right. more like objectives. Well, and and the backdrop to like naturally when we're thinking high tier we're thinking about these expansive unbelievable backdrops whether that's Mm -hmm. a different plane of existence whether that's oh that's fun too don't just let that be flavor let that let that carry mechanical so you're talking about you're talking about riding the backs of dragons okay sure let's scrap the riding uh connotation okay let's just say this is a full-blown combat taking place on the back of a dragon so so now we're I mean talk about a high tier right. backdrop. Right. Well, what are the implications of being airborne? Right. And do you have you a know, dragon saddle? Do you have your dragon lance? Like yeah, yeah. And so so you know you're talking about just a very yeah. like they're they're and the kind of to match the outlandish nature of the reaches of power that players are going to. You know, you kind of have free license mm. to go like, yep, this whole fight's in zero G. That's yep. where you're at. That's yeah, what's well, going, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But, but it it like at first level, in it's the like city of brass. This feels like, weird. Like this doesn't make any sense. Right. Things rapidly stop making sense when right. you begin permeating the god barrier. Yes, and it's, yeah. Uh, or, or at least in you know it it's not something where your players are going to look at you and go like really really this whole fights and and it's like yeah. yes really yeah. you're a level 19 character <laughs> this Fucking is happening fuck up buddy like you know it's so, fuck up buttercup so um, yeah anyway yeah. so i just want to mention that but no, yeah no doubt no doubt positives um this like you get this you things you get resolution in the high tiers right you get to see everything come together in hopefully a meaningful way. I mean, and, and I think by late tier, almost any resolution is a meaningful one. Hopefully, because at level six, say your character dies. Yep, that could be a really meaningful death. It could not. Yeah, at level eighteen, your character dies. Probably meaningful. It was probably me. I mean, you've been with that character for 18 long. Don't get me wrong. You fall off the back of a dragon and it's a thousand foot plummet and you're just dead. Uh, that's not that meaningful. Right. But presumably at 18, you're getting into some shit that means the difference between. Yeah. People will still speak of your character. Right. So. So. And, and I think that goes for the final, the, the actual, the oh, true gosh. finale yeah. is. Whatever happens in the true finale, and this is this is a point that I think certainly lands in the high tier space because yeah. uh, uh, that's not to say your finale your finale could be at level seven. You might be running a one to seven. Yeah, you might be running a one to three. You might be right. you know, but uh, I think as long as your characters want to keep exploring those characters, or right. I say your players want to explore those characters, and the DM wants to keep it. Uh, developing a world space for them to do that in eventually you hit 20 yeah there's just no two and when you get there whatever whatever the conclusion to that story is i mean honestly at level 20 a tpk is still a meaningful end yes it's not the end you may want yeah it shouldn't be rocks falling everyone dies well no no but i'm talking about i mean if you're at level 20 it means that you're you're very likely engaging in the activity that you that the entire level one the entire campaign has been preparing you to engage in yep 
even if you're not successful, there's got to be some meaning in everything you've yes. done up to that point. And so, um, and yeah, I, I, I yeah. completely agree with, um, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, th- this, I don't think there's much to be said. Again, we're talking in a vacuum here, uh, about, about high tier. There's not much to be said negative about that narrative space because naturally, you are in the you are in the climax slash resolution space of the the entire story arc. Yeah. Which is the coolest. I mean, literally, it's the yeah. it's it's the moment in every film right. that all of the clips in the trailer, if it's a big action film, you know, it's like you pull all the clips from that trailer, it's like, oh, they all culminate right around this damn this point right here. Right. And I think that it's a spot that everyone wants to get to. I actually think there's it should at least be noted that high tier, to some extent, especially if you're starting at level one, there is a certain badge of honor. There is a there there is some. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Because I I think there are many many players who have a lifetime career in tabletop RPGs who maybe one of their characters has been into the high tier space. Yep. And, when, and now I'm talking about getting into like the 16, 17, 8, you know, I mean like a, a surprising few number of players, I think mm-hmm. have taken a character from level one all the way to 20. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's that many. I think it's very rare. As well. um, you know, I, and like I said, that's not to say that there aren't many people who have, ran a 15 to 20 because sure it's a, it's a fun place to explore um but i really do True think that one through 20 a, a, a one through 20 i mean it's a it's an it's a, a commitment and i That's think there's a, a lot of people commitment. who who actually i think avoid that i mean there's a lot of people i mean there are there are entire rule systems to stop you from getting to mid and high tier i mean yeah. it's to make continue to make the game meaningful without pushing you into those right. spaces. And, and so that says something about kind of the, 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 the thoughts and feelings on mid and, and high tier player, at least high yeah. tier play. So, yeah. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's such a weird tier and it's, it's, I understand there's so much, co- uh, why it's, not many people want, I don't know. It's just, it's not my favorite. I see potential there, but it, it's just so out there that it's 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 hard to wrap your head. I think, again, uh, low tier and mid tier, you can wrap your head around. High tier is just such a, a different animal. Yeah. Well, I think the, the thing, and this can even be kind of my summarizing statement, my wrap up here, yeah. is if we're talking about high tier in a vacuum, I mean, how can you not love talking about high tier just as high tier? Well, I was about to say, as a character builder, like, I've been building this character from level one, and I want to see this thing actuate at right. 20. Yeah, and I, I think that it, it's interesting because because if we're just talking about high tier, it's like there's awesome stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely challenges on the DM side. I think there's challenges on the player side, too. Yes, absolutely. I think both sides... Have to put in a little extra work. Yep. Uh, maybe a lot of extra work to for DMCS. Yeah. To uh, achieve the same dramatic flair that you might achieve in in lower tiers, but high tier is interesting because when I'm thinking about high tier, mm-hmm. I I I can happily have a conversation about it like we're doing now. Yeah. But realistically, I need to be having a conversation about high tier relative to everything else. Yeah. And and the difference is is if we started low tier, I love high tier. I love high tier cuz you earn the high tier. If we started way back yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and I think you can do all sorts of exciting things by starting a campaign late and and running. Yeah, for yeah. It. Not saying run your table, run your table however you want. High tier is. I really think it loses a lot of its meaning unless you just go. I've never got to run that twenty character that I've had yeah. in my mind. A one shot really twenty. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's like, but a one shot twenty is an exercise in the mechanics of yes, Dungeons and Dragons. That's why you're doing it. Yeah. I feel. And I, no, I think, I think hundred percent it's hitting 20. Like when I think about the Rovers campaign, okay. Are we going to reach 20? Do you think? Oh yeah. We'll reach 20. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I mean, I hope we'll reach 20. I think we'll reach 20. When I think about hitting 20 and knowing how close we are to it being done, like that being it, mm-hmm. that is a really weird place to be. Huh. Given given everything, like, I mean, I, I can already say definitively that when we hit high tier, or I should, I actually we, think, I think we're we technically in high tier, in high tier. Yeah, but, but when we hit 20, yeah. That's I think mechanics aside, that's going to be a difficult place to be mm. because even all the possibilities of what comes next, what do we do? What do we do for right, our next right, campaign? Right. What do we do? It's the equivalent of getting to the last chapter in a book you've loved, yeah, and knowing that you're going to finish these next 20, 30 pages, whatever it's going to be, and that's going to be it. Yeah. And you might love it, and you yep. might be able to revisit it. And yep. I mean, but uh, that's it; it is done. But even revisiting it, you will never experience it for the first time again. Feels like the first time. And mm. so I think that when again talking about it in a vacuum is one thing, but high tier gains all of its all of the upsides. Yes, are lent to it by mid and low tier. Yeah. Um and I'm in the same and, camp as and, you are. And I think to a greater or lesser extent I will happily incur the added effort going into late tier because you guys have earned Ooh. that late yeah, tier. Yeah, I like that. I I think, you know, you paid your dues at 1 through 5. You but paid I, your dues. And hopefully you're invested as well. well no, absolutely. Yeah, you're not just sacrificing all this stuff. And too. and and I think that that's the thing is again, like late tier is kind of the promised land. At so many tables sit down going we're running this one to 20. All right. And come level 6, Seven, 8, 10. 12, whatever it is, things fall apart. Mm-hmm. And late tier just remains this thing out yep, there, yep, too. Yep, yep. And and so it to some extent it holds it, very true to our analogy, this mythological yep. place in Dungeons and Dragons yep. that characters have the best intentions of getting to. DMs I mean, I I can say I can say for myself, and I think that this will ring true for many DMs. We sit down running session one because of the payoff of running the last session level twenty. That's the Ooh. that's the payoff of because because yeah. again, I mean, it's that's where you're going to land. Right. That's well, where. Yeah. 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 If you're doing so, one through twenty, for sure. Right, right. And like I said, I mean, there's so many different configurations. Right, 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 but, right, right, right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think, Ugh. I think that's the place that I round the entire conversation out at is, is the labor is going to increase on the DM side. Yes, and and, the and are, yeah, both sides, absolutely. But definitely the DMs. But it's a labor of love yeah. if if you have as a table come together to get to that place because it's been much as we've harped on on so many other episodes and so many other places you're not going one to 20 without exercising the communication the respect all of those foundational things um and i think it's kind of a testament as all of you move into that late tier space of 
we must be doing something right. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, embrace this you know, thing we're that here. we found. Yeah. So let's let's get after it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's about where I would end it. Uh, yeah. Because the very next rover session, we're basically there. Yeah. So I will leave it with uh, the the let's get after it. Uh, well, goodness. Yeah. We still have, so we have Katarina's whole story arc to go through before we yeah, can we've even. Got, we've got a ways to go. Yeah. And then. But, yeah. But true, true to my word, I'm going to give her as much opportunity as possible. She is your have, wife, so you got to you got to give her uh, have hers wrapped up. I like <laughs> that. I I don't want. I I I really would like you guys to be focused on the finale. That's what I think. Unimpeded uh, by your. That's what I, I feel like. High tier and it, wherever it is at your table is where you start to f- focus less on your character as a person and more your character as what they are doing in the world around them too right it's yeah i think that's that's a huge takeaway but yeah i think uh high tier is hard high tier is hard it's a it's a, i think it's a tough one to um it's also like i said i mean i think objectively the vast majority of people in the tabletop rpg space have spent the least amount of time there i mean right. it's just it's only natural unless all you do or you maybe you're running like some weird benjamin button campaign where you start at 20 and every so often you lose a that level. would be a freaking weird that would be actually a nuts campaign i'm not saying nuts in a good way it'd just be a weird weird anyways um <laughs> food food for thought food for there thought there the, I, i'm gonna say that's the first that's a that's an og if anybody out there ends up running a benjamin button campaign i want royalties on that <laughs> we need our money um <laughs> you got any other wrap up on the players oh no, man i think we're good how do we want to take this out all right oh i know how we're gonna take this out what am i asking for yeah you don't need we to have this. heard a level one character yep. uh, give a world is yours. We have heard a level 10 character give the world is yours. The big bad, I should say the corpse of the big bad. Oh, we have defeated the big bad. Lies at your feet along with many a friend and foe. The world as you have known it will never be the same in great part due to the efforts of you and your companions. And as you stare out at those who remain, those few who remain looking for some guidance in the expanse of the unknown that is to come, you need to let them know that the world is theirs. We have done it. We have fought. We have died and we've been broken and we have been reborn again. And here we stand. We will not go quietly into the night. For we are the champions. They thought they could beat us. Those gods. But no. Here we are. Let us never forget those who fell. But let us not tarnish their memory by dwelling in the negative. We will rebuild this world, not as it was, but as it should be. For did you know, the world is not mine, but the world is yours.